This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Hello and welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. On today's episode, we're going to dive into the latest headlines from around Globe Life Field. But first, we got to thank our sponsor, Audible, for sponsoring this episode. If you want a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial of Audible, head on over to audibletrial.com slash Larry21. Without further ado, let's dive right in. The Rangers had an off day on Thursday, and as they head out west, I thought we would review some of the top performers in the minor league system through the season's first month. We're going to start at AAA Round Rock and work our way down to low A down east. Starting at number one, Cody Bradford. Bradford's not the first name you think of when it comes to Rangers minor league pitchers, but at this point in the season, he has put up the best numbers through the month of April and his first start in May. Bradford is 5-1 with a 107 ERA on the season. Those ner- numbers earned him the Pacific Coast League April Pitcher of the Month. He's thrown 33 innings, 30 30 strikeouts, and 12 walks. He is holding opponents to a 149 batting average. He's not the only, he's not on the 40-man roster, but he certainly put himself on the board to possibly see a call-up this season. Number two, Justin Foscue. The 2020 first-round pick made his AAA debut at the start of the season. He got off to a slow start, but picked it up starting on April 14th. He had a three-hit night, including his first home run in that game. Since then, he has six multi-eight games and added two more home runs to his total, and 11 RBIs. Overall, he has a 269 batting average with an 855 OPS. He is an infield injury away from getting a call-up. His most valuable role may be that of a trade piece to help the Rangers land bullpen help come July. Number three, J.P. Martinez. In spring training, we talked about Cole Reagans being forgotten. Martinez is the overlooked man. Everyone is talking about Evan Carter making his debut at age 20, but Martinez is putting up just as good numbers at a higher level. Martinez leads around Rock in batting average, RBIs, and stolen bases. He's filling up the box score on a nightly basis. He has a 350 batting average, 1.0 OPS, 3 home runs, and 17 RBIs. He's also showing patience at the plate as he has 20 strikeouts to 18 walks on the season. He's also 27 years old, so that the Rangers might want to take a look at him first before giving Evan Carter a shot. Next up, Double A Frisco, Evan Carter. 
Carter was ranked as the highest-rated Rangers prospect coming into the season. By midseason, he might be one of the highest-rated prospects in all of baseball. The 20-year-old center fielder has played great defense in center and shown a mature approach at the plate. For most of April, he had a batting average of well over 350 and an OPS over 1. It's come back down to earth the last couple weeks. He still has a 950 OPS. He's got 23 walks to just 18 strikeouts, along with 4 L runs and 20 RBIs. He doesn't turn 21 until August. The question for fans and media alike are, will he be taking his first drink legally in a Rangers uniform or in a Round Rock or Frisco uniform? Number five is Luis Angel Acuna. Acuna has experience being overshadowed. He's the younger brother of Ronald Acuna Jr., who's a multi-time All-Star and Rookie of the Year award winner. Now in Frisco, he's being overshadowed by Evan Carter. He's putting up great numbers that deserve to be recognized. He is 21 years old and is in his first full season at AA after being promoted at the end of 2022. He's made massive improvements between last year and this year, currently at a 320 batting average, 13 stolen bases, 7 doubles, and 18 RBIs. He's playing great, great defense at second and shortstop and has a very bright future. He showed out in spring training this year and is now carrying that over into the regular season. Next up at High A Hickory, Kumar Rocker. The Rangers shocked all the analysts in the 2022 draft when they took Kumar Rocker with the number three pick. They rested him the rest of the season and then let him start his career in the Arizona Fall League. He pitched fine out in Arizona. He really got his start this spring and he was assigned to High A Hickory out of camp. Since then, he has looked like the top of the rotation pitcher they imagined he would be. He has a 1-1 record and a 3.63 ERA. The ERA was much lower until his last start and he allowed 4 runs in the 5th inning of his last start. He has 29 strikeouts to 4 walks on the season. He even won South Atlantic League Pitcher of the Week award after his first week in Hickory. Number 8, Max Acosta. Acosta had a bumpy developmental ride the last two seasons. Prior to 2021, he was looked at as the feature shortstop of the Texas Rangers and was one of their top prospects. 2022, he was assigned to his first full, se full season assignment at Down East. It wasn't a bad season, but also did not live up to expectations. He did, ha he did hit excuse me, and had a 262 batting average, but hit with very little power. He had 4 home runs in 107 games. His slugging percentage was just 341 for the season. The Rangers decided to challenge him this season by moving him up to Hickory. He has certainly responded. 19 games, he has a 353 batting average, a 936 OPS, 8 stolen bases, 2 home runs, and even walked 8 times. At 20, he has started to tap into that potential the Rangers scouts saw when they signed him back in 2019. And next up, at low A down east, Brock Porter. The other half of the experiment in last year's draft was Porter. The Rangers chose Rocker so that they could end up picking Porter in the fourth round and give him a higher signing bonus and have him forego college. It worked. Porter was not taken and the Rangers ended up picking him with their first pick in the fourth round. Porter thus far has been as advertised. He had a bad first start when he could not get out of the first inning. He walked four in that inning alone. Since then, he is throwing on average between three to four innings per start. 
In his last start, he went four hitless innings, struck out seven, and walked two. He was dominating with his fastball and slider primarily in that game, but also showed up showed off a changeup that was unhittable as well. His potential to be a future ace is clearly there. He has the size at 6'4 and the overpowering stuff to lead the Rangers rotation one day. Before we move on, let us know your thoughts on this in the top, uh, comment section below. Is there somebody we missed that we should include in this uh, list? Let us know. And as always, give it a thumbs up if you like our videos, subscribe to the channel, and leave a review. And our next topic, naming Will Smith the closer makes good sense for the Texas Rangers. In a surprising move, the Texas Rangers announced that Will Smith will take over as their new closer, replacing Jose LeClerc, who has struggled to keep the role. The decision comes after LeClerc blew two consecutive save opportunities, leading to losses for the team. Will Smith is a seasoned reliever with a track record of success in the major leagues. He spent most of his career as a closer, and his experience in high-pressure situations makes him a natural fit for the role. Smith has a career ERA of 3.56 and saved 95 games, including 37 saves in 2021 with the Atlanta Braves. The Rangers acquired Smith in the offseason, and the team has been impressed with his performance thus far. In 11 appearances, he has allowed just two runs and struck out 12 batters in 10 innings pitched with a 169 ERA and a .938 whip. And this is why Will Smith will be a good closer for the Rangers. Bruce Bochy, our manager, praised Smith's poise and composure on the mound, stating that he is the mentality of a closer. Bochy also noted that Smith has been willing to take on any role the team has asked him, including pitching multiple innings in relief. The decision to replace Leclerc with, with Smith took work, as Leclerc has been a valuable member of the Rangers' bullpen in recent years. However, he has struggled with his command this season, walking nine batters and just ten innings pitched. His inconsistency has led to the team's decision to change. The move to Will Smith as the new closer is wise for the Texas Rangers. Smith's experience and success, coupled with his strong performance this season, make him a better option going forward. In addition, the Rangers will look to Smith to anchor their bullpen and help them win games down the stretch. The Rangers will look to Smith to help them win games and solidify their bullpen as they compete for a playoff spot. And now we're going to preview the Texas Rangers series with the Los Angeles Angels. The Rangers split their two-game midweek series with the Arizona Diamondbacks before heading to Los Angeles to take on the Angels starting on Friday night. A three-game weekend series will pit the top two teams in the AL West. The Rangers currently have a one-game lead on the Halos who have a four-game winning streak going. The Angels are fresh off a road sweep of the struggling St. Louis Cardinals. <clears throat> Excuse me. ESPN.com has Dane Dunning taking the mound on Friday evening, with the club having both Monday and Thursday off this week. They may elect to skip Jacob DeGrom's spot rotation this time, though, and go straight to Nathan Ebaldi on Friday. With the off days, Evaldi and all of the four healthy starters would have five days rest going into their next start. 
This would make the most sense, as it would also have whoever the Rangers decide to go with as a temporary fifth starter in DeGrom's absence on Tuesday in Seattle, and then the following Sunday in Oakland. If Dunning or someone else pitches on Friday in Los Angeles, they would have to face both the Angels and Mariners on the road, and also open the home series against the Braves. One thing for sure is the Rangers will not have to face Otani from the mound in this series. Otani pitched on Wednesday, and thus will not be pitching this weekend. However, Rangers pitchers will have to contend with former MVP Otani at the plate, as well as the always fierce and three-time MVP Mike Trout. The fact that these two guys are on the same team is mind-boggling. Arguably the best two players in the game on the same team, and yet they haven't had any postseason success to show for it. They are working hard to change that this year as Otani will be a free agent at the end of the season and it is unclear if he will be returning to the Angels next year or not. <clears throat> Excuse me. With the Rangers' bullpen issues as of late, it sure would be nice to have the 33-year-old Matt Moore out there for Bochi to call upon. In 2022, Moore was a bright spot for Texas. He had 74 innings pitched, 83 strikeouts, a 195 ERA, and a 1.176 whip for the Rangers. He isn't disappointing this year as his production has been even better than last season. In 15.1 innings pitched, or has 17 strikeouts, a 117 ERA, and a .73 whip. As previously mentioned, the Angels are in win-now mode. They are working to get Trout and Otani to the playoffs as well as help their effort to retain the services of Bhutani. One of the more aggressive moves that the Angels have gone with is the promotion of 22-year-old shortstop Zach Nito. It is an aggressive move, not because he is a bad player, but this time last year, he was playing college baseball for the Campbell Camels of the Big South Conference. Let us know your thoughts on the, on, uh, the <clears throat> Rangers uh, series with the Angels. How do you think they will do? Do you think the Angels will continue their streak? Or do you think the Rangers will be able to control Otani and Trout? As always, let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered. Is there any other topics we should have covered? Let us know. Always, you can find us on Good Pods, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Just search Talking Texas Rangers. As always, we'd like to thank Audible once again for sponsoring this episode. And don't forget to support us by coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkinTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Talking Texas Rangers. As always, thank you for listening and go Rangers.